Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. We're talking to Brian Birds, professional screenwriter and producer, both for television and for film. We'll talk about uh, the differences between those two mediums in uh, in a minute or so, or down the road here. You can find Brian at his blog, brianbird.net.net. You can find him on uh, Facebook, and also uh, find him on Twitter at Twitter at brbird at brbird b-i-r-d. Uh, on Twitter. Now, in the 90s, you did a lot of work in comedy. Um, let me list a couple things from his credit sheet. Evening Shade, which was the Burt Reynolds uh, vehicle for a number of seasons. Step by Step, The Family Man. Uh, what was Talk about the difference between doing drama, which you've written for, even though one was light drama in the, in the case of Fantasy Island, but uh, difference between drama and comedy. They're, they're really different um, different storytelling vehicles. Right. Um, well, here, here's the thing. Because I trained as a journalist first, and I, as I mentioned, I still sort of see myself as a journalist on every project that I work on, even if it's fiction. You know, I'm going into a world and learning all about that world, right? Just like a journalist would do. Uh, and so I honestly think that one of my goals in life is to is to prove that people who are good writers can do anything and can write anything. And I don't, you know, the the business try, you know, the business pigeonholes you. They, it, it attempts to pigeonhole you. Oh, this is oh, you know, they they have a they have to, you know, when you go into pitch to networks or studios or whatever. They have, you know, they've got computer systems where they list you. They've categorized you, right? Mm -hmm. This is the half-hour family guy, right? This is the the guy that writes the the family comedy. And you can never get out of that pigeonhole sometimes. Well, if you if you don't purposely try to get out of pigeonhole and and force people to to see you take you in a different light, then you will be stuck there. Okay. I have a lot of friends who can't get arrested now who work for many years in comedy um, because they didn't do anything beyond but that. And then when, you know, when, when, when the, uh, the change, you know, the, 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 the things cycle and, and changes in programming happen, you know, comedy dies for a while or goes sort of dormant, uh, then everybody's out of work. Uh, and then it makes a resurgence and the resurgence and then people go back to work or a lot of young people, uh, <laughs> new voices get opportunities. I just I, personally, you know, you could look at my credits on IMDb and think I'm schizophrenic because I'm all over the map. I've written half, half hour comedy. I've written heavy political drama. I've written, um, you know, uh, touched by an angel was very much a sentimental drama kind of, right. you know, Based on you know life experience sort of drama, I've written a movie where Whoopi Goldberg is the new Santa Claus, uh, right? And so wrote a movie for her and for her, her sense of humor. Um, my my uh, theory and 
I challenge anybody to disprove this, it's at least been my experience, is that a good writer should be able to do anything. You should be able to write a presidential speech, a book, a nonfiction book, a fictional novel, a screenplay, a comedy, a, dra a drama, a bubblegum wrapper, uh, a greeting card. Exactly. I just believe that. It's, it's all about just doing your homework. So there's, there's a value to being a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, and absolutely is. Uh, I've figured out a way over the last 30 years to stay employed in a gypsy business that is unkind and a shark tank. Um, and it's not just me. God opened these doors. I really, you know, truly, it's, you know, he, he's certainly given me some skill that I've tried to hone, but, um, God's opened the doors. I feel like it's been sort of a calling for me. But I challenge any young writer uh, not to get pigeonholed. Because if you're any good at communicating, you should be able to do anything. Sure. And, and you may not know going in that you can do anything. Uh, but you say yes. You say yes to the opportunity and then go figure it out, out how. And the best uh, um, you know, film schools are fantastic. Uh, communication school, journalism school, like what I went to, it's all good. But the best teacher in the world is something much different than that. The best teacher in the world is, is a, uh, a um, philosophy I call copy the master. And all art in history has been passed down from teacher to student in the classroom. But the way it's been passed down is through practical training. So, for instance, if you can picture a painting class, uh, the teacher, the, the students are at their canvas painting. And where's the teacher? Where's the master? The master is up at the front of the class painting. And the students are copying the master and his techniques, but bringing themselves to the canvas in, in order to eclipse the master, in order to get better than the master. Right. Michelangelo and Da Vinci were at the Medici school. <laughs> they had teachers, right? Well, clearly they were, they were gifted beyond belief by God with, with talents that nobody knew about. And so they just, they just rocketed past their teachers. However, they had teachers that they learned the basics from. And then they put in the 10,000 hours and became experts themselves in, in prodigies and, you know, maestros. So to me, this is how you learn. If you want to learn how to write a comedy, read 50 comedies and see how the masters nailed it. And then go and do likewise. Mimic them. You know, let them, let them imbue you with their gift and then you just mimic them but bring yourself to the page in order to get better than them. It's the best film school ever. Excellent advice. Copy the master. And I do... Uh... Uh, seminars and workshops across the world and a lot of documentary short films and I will talk to newbies uh, people just starting up or even at the intermediate level and they'll say what's the advice and I'll say you know copy uh, and imitate the, the great directors that you like right and they will look at me like I'm I, I've just told them to steal Right. And I say, it's not stealing. And listen, right now, you are not original. You, you're just starting out and you're trying to figure out what your style is. Until you figure out what that style is, 
Go right. watch Scorsese or Spielberg or Tarantino or in the documentary world, uh, you know, whoever else is out there. Right. And, and find out structure and how to do that. And then after you become confident and competent in your field, then you can put your own thumbprint on it. But until then, perfectly okay to copy. That's great advice. Well, let's, let's, let's do a little uh, swing to that then. If you're working in, um, in screenwriting, what's really started to come back, Brian, is, uh, and, and it should have always been around, is storytelling. And right. we're finally getting back to the, the importance of storytelling and, and story itself. Talk about that a little bit. Well, um, you know, story is in the DNA of the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming most of the folks that are going to listen to your podcast uh, are people of faith. Um, you know, how did God choose to leave his revelation to us? In a, in a big fat novel. I was, um, I was writing an episode of Touch by an Angel. And it's been, you know, now 15 years that, that I was working on this. I did that show for five seasons and, um, I was lost. And in, in the TV world, there's no such thing as writer's block. It's the same thing as getting fired. Uh, you don't get to, you know, report to work saying, you know, I'm just having struggle, a struggle with the script. I can't really figure out how to go with it. Uh, you know, can you just call the crew and tell them to stand down for another day? You know, that doesn't happen because the crew is burning, you know, uh, you know, payroll at a burn rate of, you know, $100,000 a day. <laughs> so, uh, they don't just get to take a, take a pause while you're trying to figure out your story. So I was desperate and I was, had to turn the script in the next day and I had, I was lost. I had written myself into a, a tributary of the Amazon River and I <laughs> find my way back to the main channel. With snakes all around you. Exactly. And, you know, um, all of the self tapes, you know, start to play in your mind when stuff, when something like this happens. Uh, you know, how did you sneak into this business? How did you convince them to let you in? You know, you're, you're horrible at this. You're a faker. You're a poser. And I just was desperate. And I just reached out to God and I said, I, God, help me. I don't know what to do here. And, um, I didn't, you know, words didn't begin magically typing themselves on the screen. Uh, uh you know, I didn't hear an, an audible voice, but I did get a deep soul impression when this happened. Okay. okay. And the impression was this. I was a writer. Now you be one. And it was, I got chill bumps from it. It's like, wait, what does this mean? You know? And then all these verses that I had learned, you know, growing up as a Christian in church and I, I, you know, God, the author and perfecter or Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, God, the author of the universe in the beginning was the word. And the word was written on our, uh, not on, not on stone, but on our hearts. God was an author. He spoke the world into existence with words, with words. He left his revelation to us in a giant narrative, right? Yep, his, yep. his story, his story, history is being written through space and time. And we're all characters in the narrative, in the cosmos. 
And we as we we who are, consider ourselves writers, you know, who have been called to do that or can been confirmed and have gifts in that that area. Um, we, you know, well, every human being has a tiny strand of God's creative DNA in them, right? If we're if we're made in the image of God, right, then we all have the one thing that we're supposed to do, right, with with our gifts, and uh, so if and we who are writers, you know, we're like children of the king. The king was the writer, right, and we're we're we, we're we're like in that legacy of being writers and. You know what? I just, but I just went at it and I turned the script in the next day and it turned out pretty well, you know, for an episode. And I have never had a case of writer's block since then because we're children of the king. We're the children of the author of the universe. And if we've been gifted with his, with a tiny strand of his skill, then we must, you know, uh, aspire to be the Michelangelo's of what we do. Now, I'm not Michelangelo of what I do, but I'm trying to become that. I'm sure, still trying sure. to become that after 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's that carrot, da- carrot dangling in front of my nose all the time that I'm trying to, trying to get to. You know, Wonderful conversation with Brian Bird, TV and film writer, producer. We'll be back right after the break. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Now let's return to the conversation with writer-producer Brian Bird. As a Christian working in the secular industry myself, I find that many times it really pushes my faith because I am working with people that don't know Jesus as as Savior and Lord, and the name Jesus is usually used uh, as a curse word. What what advice would you give uh, to people, to Christians, to faith? Uh, to believers uh, working in the secular world or who want to go work in the secular world, uh, you know, on secular programs? Well, it's a double-edged sword that I'll, that I'll pull out here. Um, okay. On one side of the sword, it's danger, danger, Will Robinson. Uh, <laughs> don't, do, don't even try unless you're, unless you, you're a brave heart and, and, some, and God has called you to it. And you've had confirmations from some other people you respect. Again, not your parents, not your Aunt Connie from Albuquerque. Uh, you must get confirmation of that call from people who have the right to an opinion, who've earned the right to say that you have a gift. Um, so that's one side of it, because it is not for the faint of heart. It, it, as you know, in your work, it's not for the faint of heart. It's a shark tank. Um, uh, in terms of the competition and it's, it can be scary, but look, if you're called to do it, then you must, if you're called and it's been confirmed, then you must, because if you don't, you, you're selling God short, you're selling yourself short, you're selling, you know, your skills short and you're selling the world short. So the double edged side is danger on one side and calling on the other. And, uh, Anybody who's called has to go through the refiner's fire no matter what, no matter what, no matter what we do, right? 
It's not just the film and TV business. It's anything you do. Anybody that wants to work in the secular world is going to have to go through a refiner's fire no matter what. Um, my personal call on this is that uh, there's a massive, giant media conversation happening around the globe. It's the loudest conversation in the history of the world, 24-7, 365. Uh, sadly, it's far louder than the church conversation by by megatons. Why is that? Uh, because it's it, because it's um, uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all the time. The fact that we can take our cell phones and our tablets and our computers and our televisions with us, no matter where we are, twenty four seven, we have info coming at us, entertainment coming at us. The church doesn't have that that luxury, right? right? We don't have that uh, amount of influence on people's lives anymore. We should, the church should, but it doesn't because it, it uh, so all that to say that conversation is happening with or without Christians in my estimation. So we better be part of the conversation, be part of the secular larger conversation, or we get dwarfed. We get uh, swallowed up by a tsunami of, of cultural values that we have no uh, right to speak into unless we're part of, part of the conversation, boldly part of the conversation. So to me, um, it's dangerous. If you're called to do it, you must, because without our, our, our views in the mix, we, we have nothing to say. And we won't, and we'll be silent. As far as the world's concerned, we'll be muffled by the tsunami that's, that's hitting everywhere. Excellent advice. You look at, at the life of Jesus. There was a man, uh, the son of God, of influence that not only influenced uh, religion, but government, secular society, culture, and almost any type of, of uh, areas available to him in biblical Israel at the time, uh, even influencing the Roman Empire, uh, right. etc. That's excellent. Well, I do a little. little so, ugly, no, you have an extra thought to that. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to say there's a very ugly word that I'll use. Okay. Um, and the word is ghetto, and ghettos are um, insulated, isolated places where people, you know, uh, rarely get outside there, out outside of those boundaries, and the rest of the world rarely comes in into those boundaries. They speak their own language. Uh, do we really want Christianity to be a ghetto? Because because that's what it that's what it will become if we just speak to ourselves. If we make little movies and TV shows for for each other, uh, if that's all we do, I should say. I'm not saying that that's there's not a legitimate reason to do that. But if that's all we do, you know, we have zero impact on the culture. Really enjoying this conversation with writer-producer Brian Bird. Hope you've learned some things. I know I have. And we hope that you will join us for the next episode and more of this great conversation. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org.
Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.